Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Bongino Brief. I'm Dan Bongino. Whenever you see the Iron Triangle, you know it's a leftist trap. It's there every time. I want you to look for these three things. When the left is trying to push a narrative or a policy, whatever it may be, uh, a pro-abortion policy, an anti-Second Amendment policy, a narrative, Republicans are promoting misinformation, you'll see the presence of the Iron Triangle. The media, which is ubiquitous, the left-wing media will push a narrative. Then you'll see a congressional committee typically convened. Sound familiar? And then third, a lot of it will have been initiative initiated, excuse me, by leftist activist groups. That's why the Facebook whistleblower was the most obvious trap in American history. I was talking to a a whoa, whoa, ho. She's great. And she's like, how did you know from the start? I'm like, this had everything. You had leftist activist groups, the fact checkers, Pointer Institute, PolitiFact, all these fake, you know, whatever, you know, health something feedback.org and all this stuff. These are activist groups. They pretend not to be, but they are. Then you add a Facebook whistleblower covered in a media report on 60 Minutes, and then the congressional committee committee convenes a few days later. Whenever you see that, you are falling in a leftist trap, guaranteed every time. Here's just a quick example before I move on. I don't want to beat this horse to death. But it's important you understand they're trying to play you. You see it all the time with environmental stuff. Some leftist environmental group will talk about some, uh, you know, DDT. We're all dying. DDT's killing everyone everywhere. Then all of a sudden you'll see a media report on 60 Minutes or elsewhere. You're all going to die. DDT's going to kill every single human being on earth, even human beings that aren't yet born because it'll cause massive worldwide infertility. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Holy Moses. We're all going to die. What the hell? Then what happens, Joe? On a Wednesday, the report will come out on a Sunday or a Monday, big media days because the week's coming up. On a Wednesday, there'll magically be a congressional committee on DDT. Men's testicles aren't working anymore. There'll be no babies. It'll be like the Clive Owen movie. Remember when no baby's born and finally the baby's born? I forget the name of the damn movie. That's how it works. Whenever you see it, always say to yourself, am I being played? Because the answer is yes. And the Facebook whistleblower was... It's a trap. Thank you, Joe. It's a trap. It's always a trap. Listen to Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. Unfortunately, Admiral Akbar found out too late. Those guys were really suckers, weren't they? Geez, the Star Wars, <laughs> the Rebel Alliance, right? They always fall for like the Empire's yeah. trap, right? Every single time. Darth Vader may have had some, you know, some Jedi-like mind superpowers. All right. Getting back to the news du jour because there's a lot going on. So what is the inside scoop about what happened at Southwest? There was a massive cancellation schedule this weekend. 1,800 flights canceled at Southwest Airlines. The story I'm getting from actual insiders is that a lot of the pilots, and listen, Southwest people, email us if you dispute this. There was a lot of company loyalty within Southwest. Generally, people liked working there, especially the pilots. This is what I'm hearing. Not loved it, but liked it. 
They felt betrayed by the vaccine mandate. They then had some sick time they had to take. Some of them felt like they were stressed out. They're saying it's not an illegal job action. We can't fly when we're stressed. So we took the time. We felt like it was our responsibility to do it. Fine. I heard that. I believe that story. Is it exclusively the vaccine mandate? No. Is that playing into it by causing these pilots stress? If you believe otherwise, I'm sorry. You're just really dopey. I'm really sorry to tell you. Probably a leftist who just wants to. And the only reason leftists are fighting against the vaccine mandate Southwest narrative is because Joe Biden is behind the vaccine mandate. That's not even a mandate yet. Deborah Hine at American Greatness has a great story, which confirms what I'm telling you is true. A Southwest pilot explains what happened over the weekend. Listen to this. This sums it all up about the vaccine mandate, trust, loyalty to the company, goodwill, all summed up in one paragraph. Hi, in American Greatness. She says, quote, this pilot, this insider said that over the holiday weekend, Southwest probably saw a 20% increase in flights and relied on the goodwill of pilots to fly those extra trips. The way Southwest schedules these flights these days, he said, is that they rely on a significant number of pilots to pick up an extra trip for time and a half overtime pay. That time and a half pay is usually enough of an enticement to draw the needed number of pilots back to fly those trips, the pilot said. After the vaccine mandate, however, Southwest shouldn't have expected any pilots to sign up for those extra flights, he said. They felt betrayed. Back to the quote. The same was true for the pilots who called in sick. Now, folks, this is the problem I have with the left. They are immune to facts. The left and the establishment right. I've got a video coming up with Thomas Sowell explains this beautifully. How did Southwest and these other airlines and candidly, every other corporation in America, how did they not figure out that Americans who are suspicious in some cases, in some of the vaccine, not all, but in some cases about the vaccine, how did they not figure out that this was going to cause a production shortage because their employees who object to the vaccine are going to quit or leave and therefore, shocker, are not going to be able to produce stuff? You ever hear Say's Law, S-A-Y, Say's Law? Say's Law is that production creates its own demand. Production, the essence of an economy, without boring you to death, is production, not consumption. As society is wealthy because of what we produce, this is hard for leftists to understand. They think that if the government takes money out of society and spends it for people to consume stuff, gives people unemployment benefits and other benefits to consume stuff, that consumption creates wealth. That's impossible. We are wealthy because we build houses. We build TVs. We have doctors that produce medical services, lawyers that produce legal services. That's why the United States is wealthy. The left has never, ever understood Say's law. They think consumption creates its own wealth. Demand creates wealth. That is impossible. What we produce creates wealth. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Now, why am I bringing this up in relationship to the Southwest story? 
Because the Southwest story is so obviously an example of production. When piloting services are not produced, you do not have wealth because people don't feel wealthy when they can't even travel. Not being able to travel is the hallmark, one of them, of a third world society. Now you're starting to see what happens when the production chain gets disrupted. Look, it's everywhere. Washington Examiner, Christian Daytalk, Grinch Pinch. Biden officials fear they won't be able to stop holiday season shortages. Folks, Christmas this year is going to be really miserable for a lot of families. I'm sorry to tell you that. Now you are starting to see Say's Law in action. If we don't produce stuff, it doesn't matter how much money's printed by the government. They're printing money for you to spend on products you can't buy because they haven't been produced. My gosh, is this hard? How the hell are you going to have Christmas with toys when nobody's producing any toys because the government's paying people or was not to work and now is paying people in other ways not to work? Folks, when you disrupt market signals like we've done here, you are never going to have a wealthy society. And the vaccine mandate is just another way which market signals have been disrupted. Why? Because they create artificial labor shortages, vaccine mandates. You can't produce stuff if people don't show up for work because they don't believe with the mandate. They don't believe in the mandate. Therefore, people don't show up for work. You don't have stuff to buy. How freaking hard is this? So how do we fight back? Well, it's happening. Governor Abbott in Texas has just put out an executive order banning vaccine mandates by any entity in Texas. But second, folks, you have to resist. I have made my personal statement on vaccine mandates clear to every company I work for. I will not comply. I can only do what I can do. I will not comply. I've said it publicly. This podcast is listened to by millions of people. I'm saying it right now. I will not comply. You have to resist too as well. I know. I know it's hard. None of this is easy. I'm not telling you it's easy. But resisting is the strategy because they can't possibly force us all to do it. They don't have the numbers. Look at this article in the Washington Examiner by Sarah Westwood. Concerns arise over vaccine mandate enforcement as multiple industries suffer. In from the piece, they don't have the numbers to enforce this thing. Companies that run afoul, this is from Westwood's piece, companies that run afoul of the vaccine requirements could face fines of nearly $1,400 per violation, according to administration officials. Whoa, that sounds severe. But listen to the next line. But it's unclear how OSHA will catch violations across the hundreds of thousands of companies to which the rule will apply. Folks, there's only about 800 OSHA inspectors out there. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of companies. They don't have the numbers. They don't. So it's a two-step plan to fight back. You should be emailing and petitioning your governors in every state, red, blue, or purple, to ban these vaccine mandates now. And then second, resist. You have to resist. It's the only way. Eventually, the system will break and have to cater to your will because production is what creates wealth. And you, the free American citizen, is what creates production and creates wealth. And if you stop, the system will have to fold. It happened in Poland with the solidarity movement, and it's happened throughout human history. You are the source of wealth for the United States, no one else. Now, Here's Thomas Sowell speaking about this exact phenomenon I'm, addressing, phenomenon I'm addressing right here. 
how the establishment swamp is consistently immune to facts. These people all collude together with their interests, big business, big tech, academia, the Iron Triangle, and they are consistently immune to facts. Now, he's being interviewed by an obvious leftist here. You've seen him before. And they, he, they try to call him out. on. Well, you know, listen, you're talking about academics not necessarily having a grip about what's going on. Does that apply to academics you like, too? Check this out. All these people somehow have come to, of power in the establishment, have come to this like-minded idea about... Well, that's happened many times in history. Self-appointed... I don't believe for a minute. I think if people at Harvard meet wholly independently and sealed off from people from Stanford, yeah. and they go into those committee rooms, they will come out with the same kinds of policies because they went in with the same assumptions. And, bec and because their experiences, you suggest, are essentially the same, probably. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Then why do they come to the same conclusion? Oh, because they operate under the same assumptions. And why do they have the same assumptions? For reasons which you can go back into well, history. Oh, no, no, come on. Why do they have the same assumptions? We may even go back in history. Uh... This has been a set of assumptions that has been very popular among intellectuals. What has happened in our time is that intellectuals have been taken much more seriously since the 60s than they were before. And I think we're suffering the consequences of it. It's not the first time in history that intellectuals have been taken seriously uh, and disasters have followed. So we shouldn't have taken Milton Friedman seriously? Mil Milton Friedman uh, no. is, one, is, is a very no, 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 atypical intellectual. You can't play this game and say, well, no, no. we shouldn't take intellectuals seriously and then accept those no, that no. I happen to think are no, right. No, 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 take no, no, no. By, by, by seriously, I mean in the sense I should have clarified this. In the sense that they are exempted from the test of facts, did it work? When I hear people come on the air and say these lofty things, right. I say to myself, show me where we've ever gotten better off listening to people like this. Right. All right. I, 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 I see these psychologists coming no, on to how you should raise your children. I said, how are children better today now that we've been listening to these people for 30 years? Are they happier? Are they more learned? Uh, you know, test scores go down, venereal disease goes up, yeah. suicide rates go up. In what way are we better off for having listened to them? But it seems to me that you do engage a little bit in group dismissal. That you, in a sense, wave your hand at no, no, anybody no, no, there, no, rather than saying that that each of these kinds of institutions, or that there is not a group think in the institution. There, 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 there it is. That explains everything right there. The great Thomas Sowell. That's the difference between us and them summed up in one simple clip. We subject ourselves to facts and data and, and testable hypotheses all the time. And the left doesn't. It's all emotion. Nice job, Thomas Sowell. The Dan Bongino Show. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the Dan Bongino Show wherever you get your podcasts.